Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, the Phillies cannot stop hitting homers. They're on absolute fire right now. They're going for another sweep today. How do they get there? And an interesting question. Would you take Bryce or would you take Shohei? All of that on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Locked On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. First of all, I just want to say I apologize about the audio quality of the last couple of episodes. So I initially thought I was having trouble with my microphone, and I thought I was having trouble with the streaming service that we use. I bought a new microphone. That didn't work. I think my laptop, which I've had since 2012, so it's uh, 11 years old now, I think the USB port on it is just finally gone. And I'm not getting good sound quality through there. So I'm using my internal mic here. Hopefully it sounds all right. It wouldn't be or won't be repeating or anything anymore. So that's the good news. I'm in the works on getting a new laptop. Got to save up money for it and everything. But this sound quality should be good. The other two days, the past two episodes have been terrible. So I apologize again about that. Thank you to everyone who reached out and alerted me of that. Uh, Yeah, I just went ahead and thought I had it fixed after the first day. It was not fixed, and the reason the episodes are still posted is I just wanted to throw up the episodes. And I had 20 minutes. Maybe it was my computer, and you guys let me know. Obviously, it was not, so sorry about that. My apologies. Of course, you can hear me on 97.5 The Fanatic on the radio, NBC Sports Philadelphia on the television, all that good stuff. You know that. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube. I appreciate you all bearing with me through those technical difficulties, but we should have everything back and ready to go. Now, someone or a team that has not been having difficulties at all are your Philadelphia fighting Phillies who are on absolute fire as of late. Another win last night, a 12-7 victory, five home runs in the game. Trey Turner went yard. Bryce Harper went yard. Bryson Stott went yard. Alec Bohm went yard. Kyle Schwarber went yard. I mean, it was just such an incredible offensive day for the Philadelphia Phillies. I don't even know how to describe what you're seeing right now. I've never seen a stretch like this from a Philadelphia Phillies team. Because there hasn't been one. They've already crushed the monthly record for home runs for their franchise. They're not really looking at the all-time monthly record because that's the Yankees with 74. But they've got 57 home runs now in the month of August. Just to tell you where that puts them, well, if they hit 59, they're going to be tied for one of the top three months in the history of baseball. So that would be two home runs today. I mean, they had five last night. So who says they can't, right? Even if they hit one, they're in like the top five all time. It's just, it's insane what they're doing. A historically good month. Now, two of the months still ahead of them. I think they're like top eight right now or top nine. Two of the greatest home run months ahead of them were the Rays this year and the Braves this year. So like the ball is flying. The Homers are happening at an alarming rate this year in Major League Baseball. I'll have to see what the numbers are over the entire league for the season if we're heading for an all-time record for amount of home runs in a season for Major League Baseball. All I know is the Phillies are doing something historically good at the plate right now. It's absolutely unbelievable. They're also, which is unbelievable, giving up the lead first in just about every single game they play. 
opponents just keep scoring first against the Phillies, and it keeps not mattering. I mean, uh, Luis Renjifo, I'll be glad when he's out of town because he's been crushing the Philadelphia Phillies. He homered twice by the fourth inning last night, and the Phillies were down despite Harper and Schwarber homering early. And then the Angels make an absolutely insane decision. Well, no, not insane decision, but weird decision. It shows you how respected Bryce Harper is, and we're going to talk more about that coming up. But they decide to intentionally walk Harper with a base open. Now there's runners on first and second for Alec Bohm. The weird thing was there was a lefty on the mound. They walked Harper lefty-lefty to get to Alec Bohm, who then hit a three-run home run, put it in the seats to put the Phillies up five to four at that point. They scored three more runs in the inning. They come out of the bottom of the sixth up eight to four. And the Angels had a little bit of late life, but, I mean, J.T. Romito had a couple of hits, RBI single in the seventh. Uh, Bryson Stott hit a, a two-run home run. Trey Turner hit his solo shot later. I mean, it was 12-5 at one point. And then Andrew Bellotti came in in the ninth and kind of struggled, but it never really got to the uh, the Phillies might lose this one. It was just like, okay, guys, hurry up and wrap this up. But a final score of 12-7, to it was just really, really good work by the Philadelphia Phillies at the dish. Michael Lorenzen got the win, not his best start. I mean, his final line on the box score doesn't exactly say great day at the yard, but you got the win thanks to the offense. Lorenzen went six innings of eight hits, Four runs, only three earned. One of them was an error on himself, though. Two walks, five strikeouts, two home runs allowed. The ball was flying at the yard, so the two home runs, uh, I don't know if it scares me as much as it would if the Phillies hadn't hit five, but he's been a little bit rough lately. He needs to kind of settle things down. We know what his peak is. He threw a darn no-hitter, but we're also kind of seeing how inconsistencies can be a thing for everybody. Lorenzen, Wheeler, Nola, Suarez, Walker, Sanchez, everybody. So it wasn't his best performance. I'd like to see a couple more good starts out of him for the rest of the year to feel comfortable about him in a playoff position. But the way the offense is going, it's insane for the Philadelphia Phillies. There was one thing that bothered me in yesterday's game, right? And I'm not trying to be negative. I'm so darn positive on this team right now. Like they're playing amazing. If they were playing any team in baseball right now, I would feel good about the Philadelphia Phillies' chances to win that game and win a series. They'll have to carry it over to the postseason, but I feel really good. This is not like a drawback of the game last night. Like, this doesn't undo everything they did well. Just a minor thing. I didn't like Bryson stop pinch hitting in the sixth inning off of a righty. Rodolfo Castro started the game. Rob Thompson started him over Bryson Stott, lefty on the mound for the Los Angeles Angels. And if it was Stott getting a day off for rest – he would have rested longer, especially with the Phillies at a lead five to four in the sixth and J.J. Romito on second with no outs. Like that's, that to me says you can get away with Rodolfo Castro hitting there. It wasn't like a huge situation, but on the other hand, like you, you did hit him there. So why? Well, it was a righty reliever. And that to me says that Rob Thompson is sitting Bryson Stott because he doesn't want him to face lefties at points. And Bryson Stott has better career against lefties. He has a better batting average against lefties this season or his career in general. He's better against left-handed pitchers. Why would you sit a lefty batter if he's better against lefty pitchers? I understand you want the matchups, and in theory that's smart, but Bryson Stott, he goes above and beyond the matchups. This guy might win a batting title at some point in the National League, and you're sitting him because of pitchers that he sees better. I just didn't understand the move by Rob Thompson to sit him unless it was for rest. And clearly to me, inserting a player in a sixth inning of a game where you're leading 
is not the guy had the night off. It's we didn't like him against lefties, which makes no sense to me. That still bothers me, but no matter. I don't care. It doesn't matter who Rob Thompson puts out there right now because you're going to get like two, three, four home runs a night. It'll matter in the playoffs that this lineup is finely tuned. But I listen, that's a very, very minor footnote on last night's game. Just something I want to see Rob Thompson work on a little bit, but I can't get mad at the team after that type of performance. The defense was solid. The offense is on an insane level right now. Like they seem like world beaters. It's a great spot to be. I just, they're must watch TV. You got to turn the TV on because you know they're going to hit a couple homers and you know the offense is going to look great. Bryce Harper pulverized the baseball. He hit one even harder last night than he did when he had the 111 exit velocity. I think last night's was 115. I mean, Trey Turner's red hot. There's so many guys that are going good right now. Kyle Schwarber's slugging the ball again. He's going to hit over 40 home runs this year. I can't say anything but good things about the Philadelphia Phillies' performance. I just wanted to bring up that side note about Rob Thompson's lineups and still some things that I want to see fine-tuned, if you will. But, man, I couldn't be happier about where the Philadelphia Phillies are right now. They're in a great spot in the wild card standings. They got a chance to sweep the Angels today. Coming up, we're going to talk about it. It's an afternoon game, 1.05 p.m. between the Phillies and the Angels, the final game of the series. And you can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. We'll be able to talk about that game coming up uh, as we uh, preview an opportunity for another sweep for your fighting Phillies. We'll talk about that coming up as we come back on Locked on Phillies. First off, I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors. So let me ask you this first. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach is wasting the time of both the buyer and seller at every stage, especially when sellers are using shallow and outdated data. You want to make sure you know exactly what you need to know before you try and go and close your deal and get everything taken care of. And you don't just want to be reaching out out of the blue. Well, your organization could overcome these challenges with uh, technology that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data, everything you need to know about your buyers, into real-time insights. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to better outcomes like more pipeline, higher win rates, and larger deals. Basically, you want to make your sales team more efficient, right? You want more deals close, more money in your pocket. Well, we call this deep sales. And we built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Yes, the folks over at LinkedIn have taken care of all of this for you. They've made sales like so much easier with the data you need, the information you need, the strategy you need, all that good stuff. So right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and you can get a 60-day free trial at LinkedIn.com slash locked on. Try it. Test it out for two months and look at those numbers. I mean, come on you'll be able to see an increase in your sales and everything like that. Uh, so go ahead and try that out. That's linkedin.com slash locked on for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash locked on to get started. Yes, Phillies Angels, 1.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. Let's talk about how the Phillies can get the sweep. They're minus 170 on the money line. They have a 61.3% chance to win, according to ESPN Analytics. They're highly favored in this. And that's because Christopher Sanchez is taking the mound against Reed Detmers. Now, Sanchez's numbers compared to Detmers, I mean, it's pretty much what we've seen all series with Phillies pitchers versus Angels pitchers. Sanchez is 2-3 and three on the year. The record, whatever. I mean, we've talked about that at length, how he hasn't gotten wins that he's deserved. Detmers is 3-10. and 10. 
Devers has a 503 ERA, while Sanchez has a 333 ERA. Significantly better ERA for Sanchez. Sanchez's whip is 1.01. Detmers is 138. And now the innings pitch not comparable because Sanchez didn't come up. But uh, Detmers in 120 innings pitch, he struck out 139. So he does have the strikeout working, but he's also walked 50. He's given up 18 home runs. It's just uh, he's going to have strikeouts today. But he just doesn't seem to consistently get people out enough. Good stuff, just not great control and leave stuff over the plate every once in a while, and it ends up hurting him. It doesn't help that he plays for the Angels, and that organization seems to be cursed. But, yeah, you look at those numbers and you say, Christopher Sanchez, huge advantage. And plus, the Phillies' offense is going insane right now. But look at the lineup and the guys and what they did last night. Kyle Schwarber's going to bat lead off today. He homered last night. He's going to play left. Trey Turner, going to bat shortstop. He homered last night. Uh, he's going to play shortstop that second. He homered last night. Bryce Harper's going to play first base today. He'll be back in the field. He's going to bat third. He homered last night. Nick Castellanos is going to DH. He was an all-star this year. Bryson Stott is going to uh, play second base. He homered last night. Alec Bohm is going to play third base. He homered last night. Brandon Marsh is going to play right field. Didn't really get a chance to play last night. He was inserted in in the top of the ninth as a defensive replacement. Didn't even see the ball. We know how good he is as a hitter. Uh, 291 this year. Johan Rojas and Garrett Stubbs are going to round it out. JT Romito gets a day off, so he's going to get another two days. That, to me, shows you that JT Romito is needing a rest, and Rob Thompson recognizes that because he rested earlier this week, and now you're seeing – or, sorry, this past week, and now you're seeing Garrett Stubbs go, so JT gets two days off. That's a good thing as well. Well, it's a good thing in a roundabout way. It's not good that JT's clearly tiring – but it is good that Rob Tops is recognizing it and getting him the time off, and hopefully that will lead to a late surge for JT. We'll see how that goes. Uh, the guy's careers versus uh, Detmers. Trey Turner is the only guy who's ever seen him. He's two for three with a homer against him and a 667 average. So it seems like Turner saw him well the one time he saw him. The Angels lineup, uh, they're going Shanuel, uh, Renjifo, and two, uh, don't pitch to Renjifo. Oh, and don't pitch to the guy behind him either. Otani's batting third. Drury fourth. Grichuk fifth. Ohapi sixth. Renfro 7th, Escobar 8th, Velasquez ninth. Career versus Chris Sanchez. I mean, none of the guys have seen him more than three times. None of the guys have looked all that good against him. Yeah, I really like the Phillies today. I'm not, again, I'm not making predictions because every time I do that, I end up looking silly because the Phillies don't like to make my predictions come true, uh, except for like one time where I nailed someone to Homer at some point. I don't know. Not important. Bottom line is most of the time I'm wrong. So I'll just say I like the Philadelphia Phillies today. And I think the guys that you're going to want to watch, you're going to want to watch Christopher Sanchez. Now a young player deals with Shohei Otani and how they work around Renjifo, who's been unbelievable in the series for the Angels. But I'm also looking at guys that have not shown off the power as much as of late. I'd love to see Nick Castellanos go yard. I'd love to see Brandon Marsh put one out. Uh, Detmers is a lefty. So it's going to be interesting to see. How Marsh does against them. I do like that Stott's in the lineup against the lefty. I was just talking about how Rob Thompson needs to do that and not be afraid of that and anything. But my big guys I'm looking at are Rojas, not to go yard. Well, maybe he'll get his first. How cool would that be if he got his – or sorry, he has one. His second major league home run. That'd be pretty cool to see him go yard and join in on the month. But I want to see Marsh leave the yard. I want to see Castellanos leave the yard. And I want to see Rojas start to put together a couple better at-bats to have more faith in him. Christian Pache may be coming back soon. Um, that's the reports is that he's close to returning to the team. So that'll be a conversation we'll have later in the week, maybe tomorrow, about how the outfield stacks up 
with Christopher Sanchez or Christopher Sanchez, Christian Bache out there to field again and everything. It just adds more versatility to the Philadelphia Phillies. But it's just they're so much better of a team than the Angels, and the Angels seem cursed. There's no reason why the Philadelphia Phillies shouldn't come out and sweep today, except for the fact that it's hard to sweep in Major League Baseball, and Shohei Otani is still on the other team. If you have those two things, I mean, you still have a chance, and you got to have respect for any team that pops up against you. But the way the Phillies are swinging it right now, they got to be going into this game feeling so, so confident. My confidence has never been higher when it comes to the 2023 Phillies than it is at this moment right now. And that's because of the offense coming through and doing what we always knew they were, or what most of us, some of us knew they were capable of when it comes to their ability to hit the ball and hit the ball out of the yard. But yeah, hopefully breaking out the brooms again, wearing this victory shirt again. This victory shirt is getting worn out. This thing is going to be in tatters by the end of the season if the Phillies keep winning like this. So 74-58 and 58 record for the Philadelphia Phillies. Currently in the wild card standings, you're looking at a lead of five games over the final spot. Only a four-game lead over the Cubs, who continue to play well. They're up to 70 wins at this point. But you're five up on the Giants, who are in the final wild card spot. And then it's the Diamondbacks that came out. The Reds trailing off two games back now. The Marlins three games back now. The Padres basically going at seven and a half. Uh, so, yeah, you're looking at it and the race is starting to stretch out. It looked like it was going to be tight the whole way, but the Phillies are distancing themselves. The Cubs are trying to keep pace, and uh, those Giants and Diamondbacks teams are really the final ones fighting for that wild card spot right now. But we'll see. Still tight margins. Bottom line is the Phillies are in a great spot. I feel amazing about that. So hopefully we've got another fun thing to talk about tomorrow when it comes to recapping this afternoon's game. But speaking of fun things to talk, to talk about, I have a fun little debate that I want to get into. And this is just a kind of a field thing. There are plenty of numbers to get into it, but I want to talk through it. I'm a field guy. I'm not really a statistics guy. And I want to talk about which hitter you would take right now. Overall hitter, Bryce Harper or Shohei Otani? We'll discuss coming up as we wrap up Locked On Phillies. Yes, a fun question. And I put a poll out. It's not technically off the poll because it was just kind of like a random uh, stream of consciousness poll that I put out the other day. It was the first game of the series. Bryce Harper had just mashed the baseball into the stratosphere. And I tweeted out a poll of who is the better overall hitter right now, Bryce Harper or Shohei Otani? 170 votes on it, and 65% of the responders said Bryce Harper. But I did also immediately respond when I posted the poll, and I said I expect the results of this poll to be completely fair and unbiased, which you know they're not going to be. Obviously, I host Lock on Phillies. I'm a huge Phillies fan. I work in the Philadelphia market. Most of the people who follow me on social media are Philadelphia fans. So obviously there's a favor to Bryce Harper there. But Shohei Otani's having an incredible year. It just, to me, and maybe it's opportunity, right? Maybe it's the fact that the Angels haven't played in big games because Bryce Harper has been this guy, and he's won an MVP, and so has Shohei, and we know this. But where Bryce Harper, I thought, really shined, where I really thought he went from great player to unbelievable next-level, like elite-level player, like game-changer in the biggest spots, was last year's postseason run. He homered in the wild card series, the divisional series, the championship series, or the yeah, the conference championship series, and the uh, World Series. He homered in all of them. He was the best hitter in the postseason, and that is a moment that allows people to show their greatness. Shohei hasn't had those moments on the Major League Baseball uh, landscape because the Angels aren't good. So I get that maybe that's impacting what I'm thinking, but 
Home run-wise, obviously, Otani has more this year. Harper was hurt. Average-wise, they're about that even. RBIs, Otani has more because of leaving the yard. But if Harper plays a full year and he's not coming off his tear in his UCL, maybe that's different. I just look at the guys and I say, if you made me pick right now, bottom of the ninth, two outs, bases loaded, you need someone to come through to do something in a one-run game, I'm going to go ahead and pick Bryce Harper. And I know, I admit that I'm biased. And maybe you'll be in the uh, comments, uh, not just talking about the sound quality, which hopefully is fine for this episode, but uh, about how Bryce Harper is a homer pick and Otani's an all-time great. I think Harper's absolutely an all-time great. I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I have a bit of a hot take brewing about whether or not Harper is the greatest player to ever put on a Phillies uniform. Could he be? Uh, people are screaming Mike Schmidt right now and all this stuff and guys from back in the day. I get that. I totally do. But what Harper's capable of doing, this guy's on that level of a talent. He really is. So that's why I'm taking Harper. But let me know what you would do. And I think it's a fun little conversation about two of the best hitters in baseball right now. And it's crazy that a guy in Harper that we didn't know what he was going to look like or when he was going to come back this year has already been back in that conversation with, oh, I may take him over Otani right now who's the face of baseball. It's a really fun combo. Have it with your friends. Debate it in the comments. Really appreciate you guys being along for the ride. One more time, Phillies Angels, 1.05 p.m. today, Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. That's all for today's episode of Locked on Phillies. So thank you so much for checking us out. Appreciate it. I will talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.